Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your many mercies that you give to us, for your protection you give us. We thank you for bringing Larry home safe. The, the highways are not really good especially for bicycles and whatever but uh, we thank you that he had a good time Lord we just love to be in your place today and we thank you for each one that's here all of our people we ask a blessing for them in Jesus precious name Amen Amen Russ what's going on Check, check, one, two, one, two. All right. I think it's just a loose connection. Maybe this microphone doesn't like my friend Russ Carter. I don't know. You want to you read that again, Russ? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, all of you who work with the children in the Sunday school. We appreciate it so much. Good morning. How's everybody? It's a beautiful morning. Great day to be alive. I'm so happy to be here with you. I've been off the grid for a few days, but it feels good to be away. You know, people send me messages, hey, what about this, what about that? But uh, I don't think I answered any of those. <laughs> it's terrible. Wait a minute, I still have my sunglasses on. Wow. Oh, wow. This lady's over here. So what's going on? You guys doing all right? I'd like to say thanks to Brett for all the work he does out here on the on the farm, so to speak, with the mowing. And yesterday he sent me a message about an air conditioner that didn't work. I saw that this morning, and I, I suppose we should call the landlord and let him know. One of the nice things about renting someplace, you know, you can just say, oh, well, call the landlord. We don't, we don't need to worry about it. And thank you for Mr. Jason up in the tech loft. Yes. Amen. And uh, Rick and Joyce have her grandchildren with them this morning, so welcome to them. Miss Boz was in the Buddy Walk yesterday. We want to acknowledge her. If you have a contribution to make for the Buddy Walk, you can do that. Thanks, Laura, for singing. It was great to have you here. And Janelle is not here this morning. She wrote in and said she has not feeling well. She's got a little condition that causes her eyes to hurt. So it's... It, 
I don't know. But anyway, and then our friend Brenda is under the weather a little bit. So it's kind of one of those days, you know, a lot of people are not here. But, hey, we're here, and that's what matters. And the Lord is here. That's what really matters, you know. Where two or more are gathered in my name, there I will be in the midst to bless them. You remember that verse? A lot of times uh, when I was a kid growing up, it was just a few people, you know. So it just happens that way. Oh, boy. Got to catch my breath. I've been riding a bicycle. I wonder how many times I turned the pedals on my bicycle. I was with a girl named She-Biker. She's from Brazil, an increasingly popular person. She has, like, thousands of people following her on YouTube and stuff. She-Biker. You want to look her up? Yeah. I don't know if our uh, Internet works here. Probably not. We don't have Internet, but you have a hotspot or whatever you can share. We'll all use your data, right? <laughs> But uh, you can find her on uh, online, and uh, she's a wonderful young woman. Actually, a friend of Imran Mughal. You guys remember me talking about Imran Mughal? He is the fellow that rode his bicycle all the way around the world, and we met him. He was buying a piece of pie at the Palms Grill in Atlanta, and Susan ran into him there and took a picture of him. We still have his picture, uh, first time she ever met him. Imran has been a wonderful friend and inspiration. We followed him. Uh, one little story I'll quickly tell you. Once he uh, came through town, we got acquainted. Just that first time I said to him, well, uh, I'm a pilot. I have weather information I can pass along to you each day, what the winds are going to be and what you can expect in weather. And so I began to connect with him, and every day I would send him information about the weather. And one evening I told Susan, I had this crazy idea. I know he's going to be riding on 66, so what I'm going to do I'm going to put my bicycle in the back of the airplane, and I'm going to fly over to Cuba, Missouri, and land the plane and get my bike out, which I did. I went to Cuba. I took the Cuba, Missouri, by the way. Got my bike out, and I started riding back the opposite direction to meet him as he came along, you know, just for a surprise. And there's a whole bunch of stories I could tell you about that journey. It was amazing. And uh, so Emran and I became really good friends. Uh, and when he came back through from his trip around the world, he came through. He brought us a cowbell from India. He carried that thing with him all the way from India, all the way across Australia, New Zealand, all across the United States with a, with a funny, strange cowbell. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just I'm telling stories today, okay? <laughs> but it, it is, in a sense, connected in the, in the sense that all of those things are wonderful gifts. You know, the experiences of life are in fact gifts to us and we should always or I think it's good if we always celebrate every moment every experience that we have especially with other people who we encounter you don't know when you meet someone just how much that person's going to become and how much that person's going to mean to you in, in the years to come so always be open to possibility of some future blessings through knowing people it's a gift and if, if uh, you think about the word grace, which is our theme for this morning, the message comes from this passage in 2 Timothy chapter 2. We find that uh, the Lord said uh, through the apostle, uh, the apostle Paul's writing to his young protege, Timothy, he says, You, my son, be strong, strong, strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
Be strong in the grace of Christ Jesus. It's interesting. If you will look at every epistle, every letter that the Apostle Paul wrote, every time he began his letter with the words grace. Grace and peace, grace and peace. <clears throat> but he always, always had the word grace. Well, what is grace? Grace is from a, a Greek word, charis, which means gift. You know, we, we use that somewhat in English because it's a derivative of the ancient Greek. Charis, char charismatic. Oh, this guy's got a lot of charisma. You know, that means he's a lot of gifts, a lot of abilities. There's some churches that you go by the, the, by the identifier as charismatic where they encourage people to develop their gifts and so forth that they've been given, which is fine, good thing. So I encourage you to do that too, whatever gifts or abilities you've been given, use them for the help of humanity, use them for the good of others, use them for the service of the Lord, but a, but a gift. So think of it like that. Grace, be strong in gifts, be strong in the gift, be strong in grace. Now, if we are gracious to someone, what does this mean? Well, they may have been rude, they may have been ugly, they may have been difficult, but you were gracious to them. You know, we say this, right? You understand? We are kind and gentle and forgiving and forbearing. We have patience. Not like the Brazilians, they have little patience, especially with me because I don't speak the language very well. It's just a un poco, you know, a little bit. And so sometimes I will say something and they will say something back to me. It's really dangerous to say, bon dia, como vai você, which means good morning, how are you? <laughs> because they think that you will be able to understand when they go blah, 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 in response. And you go, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't understand. You understand, Larry, you're just, you did not pay attention. <laughs> Oh no, I pay attention. I just well say follow muito happen to you're talking very fast. I don't I can't so they have to be gracious. Please be patient with me. But those are those are some silly examples. But who is it in your life where you have to be patient with someone? Now we're getting down to where the rubber meets the road and plowing closer to the corn. Does that feel a little better? Okay. We don't want you to leave feeling bad, but we do want you to think about the application, the relevance of what we're talking about today. And that is, to whom are you gracious and where is graciousness required in your relationships, maybe especially with someone too important you know, in your life? Because it's always so easy you know, to just say, oh, well, you don't pay attention, you're not listening, you don't care, and to, you know, return in kind the kind of insult that you receive. But this is why the apostle says to us, as well as to his young protege, Timothy, he says to you this morning here in Bloomington, be strong in your grace. But it's not really your grace. The apostle knew this. He says it is the grace of and the grace that is in who? Christ Jesus. So, in other words, Jesus Christ has introduced us to a new kind of graciousness, a new kind of 
mentality, if you will, a new kind of thinking that can affect us in a good way and can help us in our relationships, can make the world a better place because the grace of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the undeserved favor of God, as they call it, is what has given us hope. Because if you're like me, you could sit around and address all of your flaws and failures. And you could look at all of your mistakes and your sins and your problems, and you could start heaping all that on you and upon yourself. And Man, oh man, after a while, you got a monkey on your back. Turns into a real problem, more like a gorilla on your back. The heavy heart of the burdened sinner. You know, the scriptures say, the scriptures say, the way of the sinner is hard, it's difficult. You ever heard that expression, you know, you meet somebody and they say, and you say, later you don't say it to their face, but you say, man, she really looks hard. Or he looks kind of hard, kind of tough. And you think, looks like he's about 90 years old, but he's only maybe 50. And you think, how is that possible? Well, he's had a hard life. You heard this expression, right? A hard life. It's true. Life is hard, but you can make it even worse by just constantly dwelling on all your problems. Lighten up, as Susan's sister has told her many times, the one who passed away, the one that she misses so much. Susan was weeping and grieving in the loss of her dear, dear sister, whose foot she could always put over when they were children and touch her other foot. You know, it's like, oh, Diana's there. You know, I touch her with my foot. Comforting. And so when she passed, you know, Susan is grieving for her. And one day Susan told me, she says, it's as though she came to me and said, hey, lighten up. <laughs> and that sounds just like Diane, lighten up. What are you doing? Quit it. Quit dwelling on everything sad and disappointing and sorrowful. Your life is before you. You have many things to do and be, so go. Go for it, as they say. Isn't that Nike that says, go for it. Who is it? Oh, just do it. Yeah, there you go. Just do it. So get busy living, as my son Jeffrey said. You know, my son who passed with pancreatic cancer. He told me uh, even years before he was known to be ill, he said, Dad, he said, there, there are two things you can do. You can either get busy living or get busy dying. So you better get busy doing something because you're going to be doing one or the other. And it's so true. And when he got sick, he says, I'm going to get busy living. But then after a while, I may be getting busy dying. Amazing prophetic words coming from my beautiful son, Jeffrey. Get busy living, people. Because you don't have so long here, you know. Sometimes we think, oh, I used to think this. I used to think when they say, oh, for a lifetime. I thought, well, that's just forever, you know. Now when they say for a lifetime, I'm thinking, hey, it could be like tomorrow, next year, you know, whatever. It could be soon. <laughs> and as my Brazilian friends say, yeah, for you, Larry, very soon. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Most of them are younger people. That's why they always treat me like this to Grandpa. You know, for you, it's very soon. <laughs> you better hope Jesus no come for you today. <laughs> Those terrible people. See, that's why I put up with y'all, because y'all are so nice to me all the time. But these people, oh my gosh. 
Yeah, but so you got to get busy with the grace of God in your life. And not only as a giver of grace, but also as a recipient of grace. In other words, you know who the forgiving people are? The people who are most gracious, the most forgiving. They're the ones who have been most forgiven. They're the ones, you know, the merciful are those who have received mercy. The kind are the ones who have received kindness. The gracious are those who've received grace, right? Because when you have been forgiven, you realize, I must be forgiving. I can't hold this against my brother after all I've been forgiven of. You remember the story that Jesus told of the unforgiving servant. Oh, boy, you got to pay me what, I, what you owe me. You only owe me a dollar, but I'm going to demand you pay me. Oh, my debt, $10,000. But even though I've been forgiven $10,000, when someone I loan someone a dollar, I expect to be repaid. And Jesus tells stories like this to show the exaggerated, how preposterous it is for us to be for unforgiving of other people. It's ridiculous. Oh, carry a grudge all my life. I don't like those people, you know. I just like never can speak to them or I see them, my blood pressure goes up. No! Be good to everyone. Forgive everyone. Love and be kind to everyone. Be gracious. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You think so easy, huh? No, no, so easy. I'm talking like a Brazilian. <laughs> so sorry. You think this is easy? No, no so easy, Larry. No, it isn't easy, but it is important. And you know, people who are sad and miserable, you know what's wrong? They're not strong in the grace of God. They've forgotten it, maybe momentarily. Maybe they've forgotten or they've allowed other things to come in. They've forgotten that they were given the wondrous, wondrous gift of all, the gift of God's love, the gift of life, the gift of God's forgiveness and pleasure. Oh, my friends, what can we do to help others? What can we do to help ourselves to come out of our sadness, come out of our fear and realize life is a beautiful thing, a wonderful thing, a blessing that God has given us. Do you realize how many people there are who would love to be alive today who are not? This week I received the sad news that my first cousin, Shelby Dean, Sheb we always called him, is like a little older than me and he had a heart attack and was for 25 minutes without oxygen. Now his brain function is very, very limited. His son called and left a message. I was gone but talked to Mary, my sister. Tomorrow they will make a decision. But if Shelby Dean could he would be living vibrantly, working, doing his business, taking care of his family, loving his children, being a friend to those in his neighborhood. Yes, talking to the guys at the coffee shop. He would love to be able to go out and do those things today. Not possible. So you see, every day is a gift. So if you're able to take nourishment, <laughs> you can hear it thunder. You can see the grass is green, the sky is blue. Yes, you can see lightning and hear it thunder. You are blessed because God has been gracious to you to give you another day. Do not take it for granted 
Take this day and make the most of it. Go out today and be gracious to someone. Be kind and good to someone. Love people. Add value to their lives. What can I do to make your life better today? What can I do to encourage you today? What can I do to help you today? Maybe it's the checkout girl at Casey's. And you just something, thank you for your service. You always do such a great job. They never hear this. They never hear this. You know, working with the public. Anybody ever work with the public? The public can be very, very cold and distant and rude. So for someone to come through and say, thank you, I appreciate your service, you always do a great job. It's like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you kidding? And if you will do that and establish a pattern of behavior every time you go through the checkout lanes at the store, the gas station, you might even develop a kind of rapport with that person and in some occasion if they're struggling with some particular problem, they may say to you, yes, I've been having a hard day today. It's been a little hard for me, but I'm here at work. I say, well, I'll think about you. And don't play religion with them. Just be a nice person to them. And one day I did this. I may have told you the story, and the lady said to me, she said, would you, would you pray for me because I'm having some real problems? I said, sure, of course. And she goes, are you a pastor? <laughs> I said, ah, I have to confess. Yeah, they call me that sometimes. I don't like the title, but I, I would prefer just Larry, okay? Or don't ever say Larry Wayne because then I know I'm in trouble. But... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes if you say Larry, it's, maybe it's a good thing because it could be in supper time, right? <laughs> Larry, time for supper. You can say my name then, please. Be strong in the grace. And the reason Paul emphasized this was because he was such a terrible sinner himself. And I close with this thought. Think of the worst thing you've ever done. Think of the most heinous, ugly thing you've done. Maybe the thing you've done that has hurt the most people or has caused the greatest pain and sorrow in someone's life. Which is a painful thing to do. And some of us have so many we have trouble picking one out. And then hear the words. I love you. I forgive you. It's okay. It's hard to hear that because you know you don't deserve it. As a matter of fact, you may never have heard that before. Certainly the people that you've injured may never say those words to you, but there is one who has said them to you. And it would be wonderful if the person that you've injured or hurt would be so strong in the grace of God that they could offer you that word of forgiveness. Can you imagine that? How wonderful it would be if they just said, I love you anyway, I forgive you, it's okay. They put their arms around you and give you a big hug. Sometimes I imagine things like that and I just think, oh, I'm a dreamer, you know. I hope for so much, I know the reality is I'll be disappointed, but I can still dream about the possibility of reconciliation, forgiveness, 
how wonderful it would be to be reconciled and to say all is, all is forgotten, all is forgiven. Welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> you realize how rare this is? This is very strange stuff. It's God's stuff. It's very, very strange. The world doesn't operate like this. But we do. Because we have met the one the apostle met on his way to Damascus when Jesus got his attention and said, I have something better for you to do than what you've been doing. The apostle was a hater of Christians. He was a terrible person. He even attended the death and the stonings of people like Stephen, who was a great Christian. I'm telling you, it couldn't have been any worse. And so, Paul knew how much he had been forgiven. And he says, I am here to proclaim to you Christ Jesus, only Christ Jesus, only him. That's all this is about. It's not about me. It's him who came to save sinners of whom I am the worst. So when you think about the grace of God, just remember it this way. You are forgiven because of Christ's grace to you. And now your job, as we read in this scripture, 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, that which you have heard from me, which I have told you, I want you to entrust to others who will be able to entrust to others also. So it's generational. You be strong in the grace. Teach this idea to other people. Let them teach the idea to others. And the world will become a better place. And your life will be meaningful and beautiful. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So will you make the decision today to allow the grace to come to you? That's step one. And step two is to share this grace with other people. In other words, will you love God and will you love others? That's your decision. No one can make it but you. But I would urge you to do it. Because God loves you, and so do we. So do we. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God for it. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.